Der Fußball ist zurück in der zweiten Liga. Rechte Neckfahne mit dem linken Fuß. Bringt den Ball auf den zweiten Pfosten. Tische! Tor! 1 zu 0 für den VfL Bochum. Da draußen ist der Ball frei. Und jetzt ist er drin. Jetzt ist er drin. Und die Spotzen macht das Tor. Und er ist drin. Buchmann, Buchmann, Buchmann macht das zweite Tor. Da ist das Tor. Der zählt das 2 zu 2. Drist ist wieder da. Größer ist da. Für Rausch, der setzt an zur Flanke, da kommt der Ball, Tor, 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 The international break is drawing to a close and that means one thing. Spider Bundesliga football is back and we are certainly excited to have it and all the glory that comes with it. Match day six is very much on the horizon and with that we shall get on with the groupings. But of, cur- of course we must introduce our wonderful... Co-host for today, the lovely Eva Lottie Bowl. Eva, how are you doing on this fine evening? Very good, thank you. Oh, fantastic. Uh, without further ado, we shall begin with our Group 1 games. And it's a gem to start us off the Hamburg derby at the Milan Tour. It is the Monday night kickoff, St. Pauli and Hamburg. This game, if you are in the UK... Uh, or the Republic of Ireland. This game will be on BT Sport 3 or BT Sport Live. Or, of course, if you're watching in the US of A, Fox Soccer Match Pass is your ticket. Of course, check your local listings and guides for times. Whew, this will be a big one. We've met on 23 occasions, and to be to be blunt, it's been very one-sided. Hamburg have won on 14 of the 23 occasions. St. Pauli, a measly two. You have to go all the way back to 2011 for the last time that St. Pauli won. And that was at the Volkspark Stadium. The legend himself, Gerald Asamoa, scoring that goal. God bless that man. Um, So, it's an interesting one, of course. The last time they met, it was 4-0 for Hamburg. But a lot has changed since then. Dieter Hecking is the coach of Hamburg. And, of course, Jos the boss, Luhu Kai, is the manager of St. Pauli. We are definitely going to uh, copyright that in some way, shape, or form. Um, Eva, <laughs> obviously a lot has changed between the two, but the rivalry has stayed the same. Uh, how do you see this one panning out? Well, for me, um, Hamburg is the team that looks a bit better in this fixture at the moment. Um, we keep talking about it. St. Pauli doesn't seem very stable, very keen where to go under your Slukai and Hamburg seems to be really, really good in shape this year under Hacking. I do like how he lets them play. He has a feeling people like Sonny Kitter, for example, they really entered the team. Others like Hintersee are not yet, but uh, I do like how they play football this year or this season. So for me, it's really hard to look past a Hamburg win, although, of course, playing at the Millenton Stadium is always really hard for other teams, but I'm I'm sure both fan groups will do their best. Um, I think the Hamburg police doesn't really look forward to that being a Monday night fixture, especially after looking what happened the last time at St. Pauli. So, yeah, for, I think... Everyone in football Germany will look at it a bit frightened, but also very excited. Yeah, you, you just can't help but love derby days like this. And it is, in all intents and purposes, it can be a nasty derby. Uh, the, just the, to have the superiority of the city itself and 
and of course the situation that that presents it. Um, had St. Pauli won in Dresden and they'd hold on, held on to that three goal lead, I would have felt a little bit more boyish about their chances. Um, but but Hamburg have been really good. I feel like that international break may not have come at a great time for them. They've won four four of the first five league games. Uh, as you mentioned, Sonny Kittle's been great. Four goals in those five games. He also has an assist. He's been an absolute live wire for them. Uh, just remember, he came on a free from Ingolstadt. So he is certainly going to be one player that St. Pauli will have to try and shut down. Our next game is in the same region, the north of Germany, Hanover. They host Armenia Bielefeld on Saturday. That game is, of course, only really televised in Germany or the USA. Again, check your local, local listings for that. They've met on 37 occasions, and there is not a lot, whole lot to split between them. Hanover 13 wins. Bielefeld have won 14, 10 draws. The last time they met, it was a 2 all draw. Back, of course, in the 2016-17 uh, season. Um, it's been a lot of draws since then. Uh, Hanover were the last winners. You have to go all the way back to 2007. They won that game two goals to nil at the Alm. Um, interesting set of circumstances heading into this game. Maybe you look at Hanover. They're yet to win at home this season. They've drawn on both those occasions to Greutherford and Jan Regensburg. Do you think they can uh, turn the tide or do you hope that your wonderful Bielefeld will, uh, will get the chockies on this one? Well, I'm going to be there. Um, looking at my last away fixture, I hope it will look a bit better. <laughs> because looking better at the Bochum game, I don't want another three-all draw. I already had that against Hanover. We talked about it last week. Um, I think it's going to be a really good game, actually. I do hope so, because... Both teams are, I, I think, Armenia from that whole atmosphere point of view, Armenia is in a bit better position. But, of course, Anova is still a, a decent team. They're still just coming down from the Bundesliga, although they were awful last year. Remember, we had that friendly against them, and we just smashed them 5-0. That was, but, of course, that was on the Thomas door. Um, I think for everyone who's not even a Hanover or Armenia fan, this can be a good game to watch. I hope I don't say too much now, but I just have the feeling with with the surroundings, there are two fan groups who are very, very close to each other. I'm going to be there as well. It's my first time in Hanover. So, yeah, uh, of course, this is the city I'm going to live in in the future against my hometown. So that can be interesting. <laughs> It will be. Just remember your allegiances to your team and not change just because of the city that you live in. Um, it, <laughs> Didn't do it the last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, I, I feel like this is a game Bielefeld can win. Um, Hanover haven't been at all convincing at home this season. Um, and you have Fabian Close, who has been excellent to start the season, very much carrying on from the form that he produced in the previous campaign. Um, yeah, I like their chances. Um, it's a shame you don't have, I hope I pronounced his name right, um, Arta Vishnirek, who... Close. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it, it's a tricky name. He scored 11 <laughs> times against Hanover, and it's the most that any player's ever done so. Um, and it was his best, it was his, it was his team. 
Uh, he scored 11 times on 15 appearances, which is extraordinary. How how do you pronounce his last name, please? Vishniarek. Uh, Vishniarek. <laughs> there think, we go. Yeah. See, now we've learned something. Legend. I've learned something today. Legend. King well, Arthur. Well, he can't play for you. He's retired. But, you know, it would be nice <laughs> if he could. Because he's really good. Um, we'll move on before we this becomes a Bielefeld podcast. And let's be honest, there are 17 other fan bases who do not want that. Um, our, <laughs> a team that doesn't like Bielefeld then. Osnabrück, they're on the road. They play Erzgebirge Hour. <laughs> that game is on Sunday. Oh, we've got to stop laughing. It's not nice. Um, they've met on 16 <laughs> occasions. Osnabrück have won half of those games when they last met. All the way back in the 2015-16 Dritzliga season, it ended 0-0. The last winner of this fixture was Osnabrück. They won in the DFB Pokal back in 2014. That was a 3-0 win for them. It's a fixture that, of course, Osnabrück have the upper hand in. Do you think they can do it, or will Dirk Schuster get his first win in charge of Erzgebirge Auer? I actually go with Osnabrück here, although they're a bit stronger at home, I think. Um, it's they, they have a really, really good team, and Auer, for me, is always the side... That seems to struggle from time to time. And, yeah, for me, it's really hard to look past Arsenal Brickwin. Yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence and, and back a draw in. It's it's an interesting fixture. I, I'm 100% agreeing on you with the fact that Osnabrück look like a different team at home. The last two fixtures, they've been absolutely mega. Really unsure if they're, they can translate those performances away from home. They were very solid against Nuremberg, but but we still have our doubts about Nuremberg and and more on them later. So, uh, if they win, then it's an intent, and that that they're they've made they're in a position where they feel comfortable in the league, and um, you know it, they have a really good opportunity. With our, we can't say a whole lot. Of course, uh, Dirk Schuss has had, um, you know the time over the international break to, to figure to, to, to convey his ideas um, so it will be interesting to see how that pans out we'll take a quick break on the other side we will be previewing our group two games we'll start off in Karlsruhe when they host San Elsen. the Wildpark Stadion is the host of our opening game of group two uh, as Karlsruhe host Sanhausen. This game is on Friday night at 6.30pm local time. They've met on nine occasions and the ledger is equally shared. Three wins apiece and three draws. The last time the two sides met, Sanhausen were winners four goals to nil. That was all the way back in the 2016-17 season. Sanhausen have won three of the pre- of the previous meetings. You have to go all the way back to, that, to the season prior, 2015-16, when Karlsruhe last won. It's an interesting game in the sense that Karlsruhe are coming into this on three consecutive defeats, lending itself that the international break came at a really good time for them. Now, Eva, we probably don't talk about Sandhausen a lot, and there are some reasons behind that. Um, but they've been really impressive this season. Is this a game you think that they could go ahead and steal, or do you think Karlsruhe will, will have reset and will be back to the way it was at the start of the season? Uh, for me, it's really hard to look past the draw here. I think, um, although Zanhausen did start very well, uh, they're surprisingly high in the standings. Um, yeah, I think Karlsruhe had now had the international break. They had some time to rethink those last 
well, four games because the first one was okay against Wiesbaden. Um, as you said, maybe not the best time for Sandhausen to, to play them now after the international break. Um, but I think yeah, it's really hard to look past the draw. I think both teams will look that they looking good defensively and then just yeah have some chances up front. I'm interested in this fixture. It's probably unlikely I'll be away for this fixture, but one that I'll be interested in because, you know, Sanhausen have shown under Koshinat they are a much improved attacking side. I almost feel like the signing of Dennis Diekmeyer back in January has been part of their turning point, having that veteran leadership who's been able to not only calm the dressing room down, but he's proven... A, that he's that guy, and they gave him the captaincy with almost no hesitation. But they seem... They've showcased that they're a much better side. Um, not sure how they'll go in this one. Probably a draw, like he said. But, um, yeah, they've been one of those stories that, you know, 18 months ago, or even 12 months ago, you wouldn't have thought this was possible. So, credit to Koshina and, and the team, and... We'll see how they go. It'll be an interesting game, that's for sure. Heidenheim is our next destination in our Group 2 games as they host Holstein Kiel. That is the Saturday kickoff at 1pm local time. They've made on eight previous occasions with the line share of Vince being shared. Three apiece, two draws are the other results. On the previous meeting last season, Heidenheim and Kiel played a two-all draw. It's been an indifferent start for both sides when you consider the, where they placed last season, 5th and 7th, respectively. Either this is a game that has plenty of intrigue and interest. How do you see this one playing out? Well, I think both teams aren't, as you said, that good as they were last year. Um, but, yeah, I think for both... I, I think we said last, last week the international break comes at a good time for both sides they had some time to look at the games rethinking some yeah strategic moves um i think it will be a good game to watch actually but not one where it can decide on a winner if i would have decided on one it would be heidenheim though yeah i'm Intrigued with this one. I, I feel like it's going to end in a draw, but one that will end with goals. I feel like Kiel are playing a little bit tight. Um, and maybe that's just Schubert trying to ensure that they are more defensively stable. Um, maybe they need to loosen it up a bit. They've got really nice attacking players. Baku in particular uh, was a signing this summer, and he's been quite good. Of course, Lee has been... It seems that the spearhead of the goals playing in that that number nine role, um, yeah, I just, it just it feels like a game that they need to win more than Heidenheim. I think Heidenheim are kind of almost understanding the situation that you know it's going to be really difficult to repeat what we did last season, um, and they understand what they are. That's that's the thing. Kiel, obviously, it's their third season in the Svarta Bundesliga. They've had incredibly good finishes to years. Um, so it will be interesting to see where they they stack up, um, but I, but I think this game will end in a draw. Our last game of the groupings of Group Two is in Regensburg. They host second place Stuttgart at the Continental Arena. 
This game is also on Saturday. They've met only on four previous occasions, um, excluding the fact that they've played this, the Stuttgart second team on 22 occasions. Uh, so four meetings, one win for Jan, two for Stuttgart, one draw. The last time that Stuttgart and Jan Regensburg played competitively, you have to go all the way back to the 1976-77 Schweizer Bundesliga Sud season. That game ended eight goals to nil in, with Stuttgart taking all three points. So it's 32 years since they last played. And the top scorer in this one is the legendary Otmar Hitzfeld. Now, Eva, it's very unlikely we will see a repeat of that that encounter, which all of us, of course, remember. Um, do, do we think that um, this in, in some way could be a danger game, considering how well Jan played last time out? Well, um, it, it's going to be tough for Stuttgart, I think, because... Um, we saw how Ringsburg can really challenge the bigger teams last season as well, if you remember the highest foul game. But on the other hand, um, they will be keen to yeah, keep on doing what they do so far, not playing, for, for, in my opinion, especially good football, but football that is quite effective in getting their points. Um, Ringsburg not that good this season so far. They were very poor against Armenia, for example, but then had a good team the week, a uh, good game, sorry, the week after. Um, tough game to predict, but I go with Stuttgart. Yeah, I'm backing the Swabians as well. It's They haven't been convincing uh, by any means, have Stuttgart, but they've found ways to get results. Uh, I think they need to still fix up their final third. Of course, that they've obviously uh, let Anastonis Donis go uh, to Reims in uh, the in Liga. Um, so they're going to have the likes of Gonzalez, who's been good off the bench. He scored twice off the bench this season, um, for, for which have been game-winning goals. Uh, so they have to figure it out. Of course. Midfield and defensively, they've been good. They've they've controlled a lot of the games they've played in, but just that final third. I think there's there's been times where they they probably should have won by a lot more, but they've been very um, inefficient in the final third. We'll take our final break, our group three games, and our fan questions in just a moment. We're going to start at the Ruhr Stadion as Bochum host Dynamo Dresden. The opening stanza of our Group 3 games is a massive game for the Cellar Dwellers. Bochum and Dinamo Dresden will kick us off in this section. That game is on Sunday, 1.30pm local time. They've met on 22 occasions previously. Bochum winners 9 times Dresden 5, the remainers being draws. When the two sides met last time out, Bochum had a 2-0 lead but gave that up as Dresden were able to get a point. Very similar to Dresden's last fixture, where they came from three goals down to get a result against St. Pauli. Bochum have a new trainer, and it comes at a surprise. Maybe a little bit. As names such as Hannes Wolf, um, Andre Breitenreiter, and the likes were touted as potential new manager. Wolfsburg under-19 trainer Thomas Rice has been given the keys to the Bochum head coaching job. 
Now, Reese might be familiar to many, um, as he has been with the club before. He was their under-19 manager, as well as under-17s, and has been an assistant coach. So this is his first gig in the limelight. Now, Eva, at home, that's a positive for him. Um, this will be a tricky fixture against the Dresden side, who we both may agree uh, probably should be higher up in the table. Yeah, um, I think for guys it might be at the same time um, an advantage to play home at the fir- like for the first time, his first um, game, because I think Bochum fans will welcome it, him back very friendly but on the same time I think they're all a bit afraid of the uh, current situation I think some fans hope for a bigger name uh, the likes of Marcus Anfang were in the whole trainer carousel as well so yeah it's it's going to be a very tough start for guys because uh, I saw how like at the same time, awful and good Dresden were against St. Pauli. Um, Reis had some time to get used to the new new team, to the players. I think he will give, or some players will have the chance to play, which is very good. Um, but it's still going to be very, very tough for Bochum to, to get their first win here. Um, I go with a draw, actually. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, the last time they played at the Ruhr Stadion, it was a win for uh, Dinamo. And you have to go all the way back to uh, the 17-18 season for the last time Bochum won this fixture. Um, it will be a tough baptism of fire for, 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 for Rice. And one that you hope he'll relish because it is, you know, big club in, in the in the Ruhr district. Obviously not as big as Schalke. But um, more importantly, they... they <laughs> Well, let's just get it clear. Um, but uh, in, importantly for them, they they need to get off the mark uh, win wise. It has been a tricky start for them. They have the pl- really good players on their on their squad. It just hasn't come together. One we'll be watching with interest. Um, our second group three game is in Darmstadt. They host Nuremberg. That game also on Sunday. Twenty five meetings previously. Nuremberg have won ten of those. Last time they played in the 2017-18 season, it was a one-all draw. Neither side has really impressed, in particular. Uh, maybe we thought, thought Nuremberg would be a bit higher up. Darmstadt, it has not been the way we expected them to go. Um, either two teams who ideally need three points. How do you see this one panning out? Oh, tough. Um, not probably... Not the game I'm sad to miss on Sunday. Um, yeah, both teams do not really look like um, they, they're they really going forward this season so far. I think especially Darmstadt fans were, were a bit disappointed by the last games. But, uh, of course, this international break came... Yeah, at a good time for both teams, I said. I would say um, they, yeah, had really time to reform, to maybe put in new strikers, although Nuremberg didn't really do anything except sending a private investigator to Gambia, of course. Um, yeah, <laughs> talking about, um, yeah, setting some 
boundaries at, at some point. Uh, yeah, but um, not a really nice game. Would go with a draw here as well, but might even be a goalless draw, like in nil or something like that. Yeah, it does have that feeling, doesn't it? Two very defensively, uh, you know, tactical sides. Um, we we do see that Darmstadt have brought in a new striker, uh, Ogjen Ozagovic, who comes from Partizan Belgrade in, uh, in from Serbia. Uh, he's had a really good goal scoring record and was a part of their um, Europa League qualification phase. Um, so he's an interesting player they've brought in to help uh, Seda Dursun. Uh, gives them another option going forward. But yeah, I I wouldn't be at all surprised if this game ends goalless. But let's hope not. Uh, let's hope not. That leaves our last game of match day six. This one is in Furt. They host V-Spartan on Friday night. Um, this one has had six meetings, and I know on my notes I've written it incorrectly. Uh, Groitz Furt have won three occasions. The other results have been three draws. Uh, V-Spartan have never won against um, Groitz Furt, so it is one of interest. Um, it is the first time they've met in ten seasons. Um, and one either that Furt should feel pretty confident when you think about the goals conceded per game from Wiesbaden 3.3 that is not going to keep any team up yeah uh, it I think Furt does look really better in this fixture I think um, yeah they had a good first half against Aminula two weeks ago and yeah Wien is just like awful they with their signings as well they don't look really comfortable they do struggle as we predicted well one prediction that is right <clears throat> the other ones already are failing but yeah um do not see Wiesbaden getting anything out of that um they just know really good team Krudigarim will not really yeah, be able to to do anything against that. So I'm going with a Fjord win here. Yeah, as am I. I think the new signings for Fjord have been quite good in Branimi Hugota and uh, in Harvard Nielsen. Um, those two seem to have made a really good impact and they've helped Dave, uh, Daniel Riel, who uh, looked like a poor, a very poor soul at top of the strike force. So they've got plenty of options now. Um, still don't think they're going to be a team that challenges promotion or the top six maybe not even the top <laughs> nine but the um you know against Wiesbaden this is a game they should win uh, and I think they'll do so quite comfortably uh we do have one fan question it is from our wonderful supporting guest Steel Penguin who is always good for a question we love your questions and we love answering them he says hello everybody I hope you had have enjoyed the international break um I would have if Australia had played a game, but as per usual, they've done nothing. Um, do you have any predictions for the next set of games before the international breaks? There are four match days in between that. Um, it's an interesting question. I think this is the time where I think Hamburg and Stuttgart will put a little bit of breathing space between themselves and the rest of the league. Um been really impressed with the way Hamburg are going about it and the changing of the culture um, and 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 the way that they are as a as a club 
um, that Dieter Hacking has brought in has been one thing that's impressed me. I think they are, and I also think that Vsparden are going to drop off. Um, I know it's only four games, but high tide for them. They are defensively shambolic at best. Um, and and I, I wouldn't put it past a, um, you know, a regular Liga side putting past three against them because it's it's almost a gate, really. The gate's always open and goals are coming through. So bit harsh I know but yeah I think I think it's 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 the kind of thing that where Hamburg and Stuttgart could really put their mark on the promotion spots and I think one where Wiesbaden could be left out in the cold what, what do you think uh, Eva do you what what do you think will happen between now and the next international break in the sense that maybe you know certain teams will make themselves more prominent in the promotion push or um or in any particular way well, I would would agree with you. For example, with uh, HSV as well, um, they don't have the most difficult games to play in the next month. So now they have okay, St. Pauli. That's always just emotionally a tough one. But then they have our yeah, Regensburg. Okay, that's always a tricky one as well. And then they then they have Fürth, so not three sides, not really sides that are close to them. Um, yeah, Wiesbaden, they have really tough times ahead with Stuttgart. They're playing Armenia as well, I think, Osnabrück. Um, so I don't really see them getting much out of that. Of course, Armenia is, one, is famous for being build-up um, opponents. But yeah, I would do agree with you personally on on Armenia's side. It's it's tough weeks, so we play Hannover now, then we play Wien, Stuttgart, and Osnabrück. So that that will be tough games for us. But otherwise, I would fully agree with you. It will be interesting. We'll be watching with anticipation and all things Spider Bundesliga. Do tune in to the Spider Bundesliga podcast. That's all the time we have for. We thank you for your company as always. We hope you all have a fantastic week and get geared up for the action ahead from myself, Matthew, and Eva. Thank you, and we hope you have a great week and goodbye. Bye.